1: Not quite, folks. Good Saturday morning to you. Walter Reeves is out today. So Mark Banta and myself, Ashley Frasca, have been with you the last two hours here on the Lawn and Garden Show on WSB. Excited to have one more hour left to go, Mark. I think it's gone by fast. And that always... It always does. Yeah, we look at each other at the end of the show and go, it's over. We could have done that another hour. Yep. So happy to be here with you until nine o'clock, followed by Dave Baker, who just walked in and Waved, hello to me Home Fix-It show, 9 to 11.30 And then 11.30, you know it The UGA pregame starts Bulldogs kickoff against the Tennessee Volunteers In Knoxville at 3.30 You can listen to the entire pregame Game, postgame, right here on your Home of the Dogs, WSB And Mark, we are just breezing through calls too We want to invite people all over Metro Atlanta Even a call from Alabama 404 750 That's the number to join us Joe in Kennesaw, what a great question Good morning, Joe Hello, guys.
2: Mark, it's good to talk to you. Me and you spent a lot of time together at the park.
3: Oh, right. Thank you. I got a
2: question about uh, Zoysia. We had, uh, I've done a major landscaping project in my backyard, and in late July, we started it in the Zenith Zoysia. I took all the trees out except for some really tall poplars, and we topped them really high because I want to get a lot of sun on it. And I just wanted to ask you. As we go into the fall and the winter, what do I need to fertilize? How do I need to...
3: When was the last time you pretty- fertilized it, Joe? When was the last time you hit uh, the zoysia with the fertilizer?
2: I have not since we planted it. Uh, we've we put it in in late July.
3: All right. Well, let's jump and on our time machine right quick and then go back because you're a little bit late. Um, All right. He, here, here's the thing. We Normally, we would want to fertilize that about uh, four to six weeks after planting and after it's well-rooted. You know, you reach down, you can't pull it up anymore. That's uh-huh. when we really wanted to do that. So, And I'm giving that information because there's more listeners that might have a similar question. Warm season grasses, Bermuda centipede, zoysia. Uh, really the last fertilizer that you want to go on with is sometime in August or maybe September. Since you haven't fertilized, and I'm going to put the caveat on this, that uh, we'll have to watch out for spring dead spot, but since you haven't fertilized... Uh, Joe, I want you to go with a winterizer type fertilizer um, that is going to be uh, a lower nitrogen number and then have twice as much potassium. That's the third number. So I want right. something like a a one zero, two ratio fertilizer. And if you wherever you shop, just uh, the numbers are not as important. As the ratio so twice okay. as much potassium as you have nitrogen and go ahead and get that done now
2: all right what I've got uh, I've got a big retaining wall and I've got a couple of spots that we didn't do yet What's the latest that you would put any more of that down to finish
3: up what i'm working on uh you you can do it you know grass can be planted year round but the warm season grasses really want to be planted during season which is may june july and then wrap it up in august but if you got just a little bit to patch in go ahead and do it now know that it'll okay. be at a little higher risk for cold injury but i think you'll be fine to go ahead and tie it off now get her done and then you'll uh, just watch it next spring for good green up
2: uh, when I go to when when we get to spring, when when do I
3: treat it then? Uh, after it's after it's about seventy five percent greened up, then it's time to start fertilizing it again. Okay, thank you, Joe. Right. Appreciate thank the you. call.
1: Thanks, you Joe. Too. You as well. All right, next Carolyn calling from Atlanta. Hi, Carolyn.
4: Hi. Yes, I would like to know if there's any hope for my hydrangea. I have not been fertilizing it. I had bought it five years ago, and what's happening to it right now? It's there, there are just pieces coming out all over And it's small blooms But the rest of it is like brown In in the middle, I can look straight through To the bottom of the plant now
1: Now has it uh, You said it's about 5 years old, I mean did you have success The first couple of years, did you have oh, blooms I've, And all of that?
4: This, this is just the first time right now that I've had problems uh, The summer I noticed that it was a little bit thin So it usually blooms Twice a year, so right now Is the second blooming time and Right now it's like I can just, these are just... I can look straight to the bottom of it. I mean, inside of it, through it. The limbs are just sporadically, they're green, but the blooms are smaller than usual. And you know
1: what I'm kind of afraid of, too, Mark, with her? The summer was so brutally hot that a lot of us forgot. We still need to water the grasses. We still need to water the plants on the back deck. And I think a lot of hydrangeas got neglected over the summer with the heat. What do you think?
3: I think so, and combined with some winter injury that might now be revealing itself, as you said, with an earlier caller. What I do right now, Carolyn, is, is... Uh, Carefully go in and just prune out anything that's brown and dead and decaying because that's not going to do anything but provide additional inoculation for for disease. But clean that up. But remember, generally for pruning hydrangeas, you want to prune those after they're done blooming um, but back in the summer. So uh, now is not the time to prune hydrangeas. Uh, As Ashley mentioned earlier, they bloom Um, on the wood that they're setting right now. So if you do a whole bunch of pruning right now, you're going to prune off all your blooms. Uh, But I would not be hesitant to go ahead and clean up what you're seeing that's dead and dying. Get that out of there. And then um, let's take a shot at it again next spring uh, and see how they do.
4: Okay. So you're saying the blooms that are on there now, after they're they're finished blooming, can I trend
3: those as well. Well, you you could but some you know, there is something funky going on because they're not supposed to be really blooming right now. So you got a little secondary bloom which as you said, it's declining, and a lot of plants will put out a second flush of blooms if they're in, in trouble because they're try- it's, a, it's a, a self-protection mode. They're trying to put out some additional uh, reproduction so that they can uh, perpetuate themselves, but it's not a normal time to do it. I think I would just leave those blooms that are on there. You could just okay. clip them off when they're done, uh, but don't go to heavy pruning on it because you're going to take off whatever's going to bloom for you next summer.
4: So from what I'm hearing now, you're saying that my hydrangeas have always been in trouble because they've always bloomed twice no, each year.
1: Not 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 necessarily. I mean, there are so many different kinds of varieties. We'd really have to go through a laundry list with you to determine the variety. I mean, my Pinnacle hydrangeas, they're they're blooming now too. But like Mark's saying, that just may, may be... It's way of revealing that it's been a little stressed out So no severe pruning right now Is, is kind of the main yeah, thing Yeah, that's right? the
3: key And cleaning up the stuff If you can see through to the center I just want you to do some sanitation pruning
1: And then fertilization when
3: Yeah um, You could do some fertilization right now But just a, a, a light application
1: Great yeah. All right Good luck, Carolyn Call us back in the spring or summertime Let us know that it's doing okay Next we hop out to Lucinda in College Park Hi Hi we have good news for you, I think. What's your question?
5: I want to know if it's too late to plant fescue. It is not. It
3: isn't. You're this right is in the sweet time spot. Of
5: year. Right on time, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. That's great.
3: Now, yeah, and, and, and some quick hints on that um, fescue is less and less, particularly in the new homes, but it is something that once established makes a pretty nice lawn, um, particularly in years where we're not. A million degrees and droughty. Uh, but the thing about fescue is is to um, w- if you do need to overseed it and, and do some additional planting that you don't put too much seed down. Uh, <laughs> we use the term overseeding, but that doesn't mean extra seed. It just means planting some additional seed into what uh, you're going to put out there. So use the 50-50 rule. If it's 50% or less good grass, you should really till it up and start over. If it's 50% or more good grass, then you can do renovation and just kind of aerate it or rake it, scarify the soil and then get your seed down. But make sure, because Mother Nature is cruel, do not put too much seed down because it'll look great now and in the in the early spring, but late spring it'll it'll die out because there's too much. So follow the recommendation on the seeding rate and and be um and, and, and don't put too much out there.
5: Thank you so much. I really appreciate that, Thank and uh, you. I know I can't do it now because it it just rained here, but and it should be a dry a surface when I put them
4: down.
3: Yeah, it, a m- moist down. is okay. You just don't want it squashy. If you, uh, squashy, I just made up a word. You Ash, did. Like, I
4: like it. <laughs> I, we
3: don't want it squashy. If it squishes when you walk, that's that's too wet. You want it to be uh, not completely dry and bone dry, but you also don't want it to be sloppy wet either. Okay. Good instincts. Thank you. Thanks, Lucinda. Thank Thank
1: you. And just a reminder to some folks too. Talking about fescue, you know, this is the time of year a lot of people are starting to think about the pre-emergence, and that is what you want to put on and apply to prevent those spring weeds that are kind of starting to think about. You know, they germinate early and they don't crop up for months, and then in the spring you're like, oh, my fescue it's overtaken with weeds. So, Mark, remind folks though, there's a very Careful time period there when people are anxiously they're seeding for a new fescue lawn, but then they're also wanting to use pre-emergent.
3: Yeah, they're not prevent. compatible. Mm-hmm. No, if you're if you're needing to overseed, then we need to stay away from the pre-emergence because those weed preventers can't tell the difference between the grass seed and the and the weed seed. And the main thing we would be doing right now as a pre-emergence would be for uh, annual bluegrass, poannua. Uh, and, um, you know, sometimes poannua is in fescue and people don't even know it's there because they're similar enough. Right. Poannua in a warm season grass like centipede, Bermuda, zoysia is very obvious mm-hmm. and this is the right time, uh, middle October, to do that, to, to put those pre emergence out. But you're absolutely correct. Great point. If you're going to do overseeding, do not use a weed and feed product or a weed preventer a pre-emergence because it will um, take out your grass seed too.
1: Yeah, they'll counteract and always read the label directions on the weed and feed product as well. But I mean, I would, this is just a safe Six weeks I mean really In between the two right
3: I think so at least Yeah
1: Alright keep that in mind folks Well we have some other Great questions coming up About bougainvillea More lawn questions Pruning roses A weeping cherry tree All of that And in the next half hour We will be joined by Mickey Gazaway From Pike Nursery She'll give you a hint As to the pike pick And you can save some money This weekend All that and more Ashley Frasca Mark Banta Filling in This is Lawn and Garden
0: This is Scott Slade Host of Atlanta's Morning News and News 95.5 At AM 750 WSB We'll be covering 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 breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden
1: advice you need. Producer Scott Maxon giving away my age with the bumper music that he's playing. But I do like it. I like the upbeat stuff on the early Saturday morning. Thank you. Time for Weather Basics. Brought to you by Ackerman Security. Cloudy, sporadic showers overnight. Clear skies Less Less Lessening The chance of rain Really high In the low 70s The low in the mid 50s Stay tuned Our most accurate And dependable forecast Coming up in 10 minutes Here on WSB And Mark I think we have time To sneak out And talk to Sunny Sunny thank you For being so patient And holding
5: Certainly Thank you For taking my call Uh I'm trying to put in A new lawn In a rental house That I have in Kennesaw And I've had to have A lot of trees Cut down In the in one area of the front yard And I had the stumps all ground out I had my yard man to pull out all the the roots there Good And what I'd really like to do in the spring Now that I've found out I really can get Bermuda seed Because I cannot afford sod Is to... I need to know from you all A, hey, should I rototill it? Should I get a bobcat? Should I aerate? Those are things And then... um Uh, Should I remove the pine straw and all the junk that's on there right now to get it cleared down, you know I I don't know
1: if I should put in rye Right, well you're well on your way That was a great first step to to clearing some of those trees out and getting it to be a very sunny spot And then Mark, where does she go from here?
3: Yeah, you have to create the seed bed, but as you have uh, ascertained You're not in the right window to plant the warm season grass So Whatever you do, uh, Sonny, is going to be important just to kind of make sure that the soil doesn't erode and that you kind of keep things stable. You can either do that through... a, a winter holding crop like uh, annual ryegrass or perennial ryegrass um, or you can just leave it straw It's a lot of it's just the aesthetics but you're wanting to just have that seed bed kind of hang tight through the winter and then next spring you will want to remove that pine straw and the sticks and stuff that have fallen in there to prepare the seed bed and you'll want to rototill there's there's not a shortcut aeration won't be sufficient for re-establishing the new Bermuda seed by um, by planting it there in the spring. And make sure it's warm enough. A lot of people get that spring fever and they want to jump on it on that first uh, you know, 70-degree day. You'll want to wait until you're well into May before you put out your Bermuda seed.
1: Putting out the seed and then when to fertilize, maybe six, eight weeks after?
3: Yeah, after the grass is ready to be cut the first time is when you fertilize that. So that could be six weeks, it could be eight weeks. It'll depend on the warm the warmness of the soil and what kind of rain and sun we're getting, and hopefully she's got enough sun there now.
1: Great, so good way to be thinking ahead, Sunny. Hang tight just for a little bit longer, and you'll be able to do some things in the spring, upcoming summer next year. All right, it's 8:27 on WSB. Mark Banta, the president of CEO, president and CEO of Piedmont Park, answering a lot of your questions today. Mickey Gasaway coming up with the Pike Pick. Stay tuned. This is Lawn and Garden. Enjoy.
4: Enjoy. Enjoy. If and you ain't the granddaddy of all liars the little critters of nature they don't know that they're ugly that's very funny
0: it's the lawn and garden show with walter reeves on news 955 and a.m. 750 wsb it's brought to you by pike nurseries your neighborhood garden center playing in the dirt for more than 50 years call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK and now here's walter
1: Walter Reeves is away this Saturday morning So Ashley Frasca live in studio with you To host the Lawn and Garden Show And happily joined in studio by Mark Banta President and CEO of Piedmont Park
3: Good morning You are
1: on a really good roll with answering these calls I love it I love your knowledge and experience A lot of what's horticulture and ergonomics? Agronomy Agronomy, what is that?
3: Oh, it's 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 a fancy way to say growing grass and those types of things. All right. But good. you can grow some corn too if you want.
1: All right, good. Good. We love the experience and Mickey, we usually have her knowledge and experience on the show as well, but she had to work today. Mickey Gazaway, how are you? Good morning. How are you? How, you, far,
3: hey, how are Hey Mickey, I miss you. Oh, well,
1: thank you very much. I miss being there. You are there for the customers of Pike Nursery and do you have any garden classes today? We do. We've got one on bulbs. Oh, good. Yeah, now's the time to start thinking about about that, huh? That's exactly
5: right, and it also happens to be the Pike's pick today.
1: Now, I saw something, and correct me if I'm wrong. I was kind of excited when Pike Nursery tweeted out the uh, there was a certain variety of daffodil that you could get free with a That's certain exactly purchase. That's right, not?
5: and I'm not sure what kind they are I, I they something said King Alfred yes that's not what it says on the package so I'm not sure oh. it looks like the big yellow ones that look like King Alfred's but they're big yellow daffodils and they're three of them in a pack and you get one um, one per family per purchase and um Hope everybody will come in and get some and then get 20% off all the rest of your bulbs.
1: Now tell us, so we go in there for the Pike Pick, which is all the bulbs, right? That's right. Come in there and I pick up a few bulbs, put them in the cart, and then when I get up to the cash register, what do I need to do? I have a play in the dirt card, so that's important. I give them that. That's true,
5: that's true. But you need to say, this is the Pike Pick today, so they'll give you your 20% off.
1: Perfect. Love that. And tell folks what, I mean, so I'm going to, Buy the bulbs And I'm not just going to Set them in the garage right now what do, what do I need to do? You know I I usually
5: wait Until the end of the month To plan out I, I buy them early While I've got a good selection And then I'll put them In a cool spot In a cool spot, and it's dark and cool, like even in a closet or something like that, that's fine. And then uh, I plant them after the first of November. That's like my, and I know some people plant them earlier than that, but that's when I always plant them, and they do great.
1: Good. And any other classes or events coming up at Pike we need to put on the calendar? I think we've got something next week, but I don't remember what it was. Things are starting to slow down, and you and Walter will actually be at the Toco Hills. Pike that's Nursery right. coming that's up next as well. week, I think. Mm-hmm.
5: I think it's I, next week, yeah. That's
1: October 17th. That is absolutely right. So Walter will be back next Saturday live yes. with you at Toco Hill Pike Nursery. And folks can get more details on his website on WalterReeves.com or they can certainly go to Pike's website and look up information as well. What's that? At PikeNursery.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Mickey. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank Glad you, to have Ashley. you. And we'll be fun talking fun to you. See you, no, Mickey. No, no, no. <laughs> go dogs. We'll talk to you next Saturday. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, we love our college football rivalries here on the show. It is it is fun. Walter and I both both very strong bulldogs, so Mickey gets a roll tied in every now and then. All right, 404-872-0750. Jackie out in Cartersville, a question about pruning roses. Hi, Jackie.
6: Hi, thank you for taking my call. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, so we have two rose bushes. They've grown so big in the past five years. They're huge, and my husband has done a great job at making them beautiful. But we were just wondering, um, when we cut them back, when is a good time to start cutting the roses back, and how much do you cut them back?
3: Great question. Yeah, and do you know what type they are?
6: They are, we have one that's five sisters and one that's seven sisters.
3: Okay. Yeah, mo- most of the time, and we didn't we actually talk about pruning roses very early on because you were talking about Valentine's mm-hmm. Day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Normally, these are pruned. Um, one of the easy things to remember, because there's some people that are out there re- with those pruning shears and they're ready to prune stuff right now, I like to tell people, fall back in the fall, fall back in your easy chair and don't prune, because there's not a lot of things that get pruned right now. But the early spring or or late winter, whichever way you want to look at it, is the proper time to prune the majority of roses. And um, that's wow. when you need to, need to work on that, is, is February or Early March.
6: Okay. And then how much do you, do you cut them back? Because they've grown so much, there's so many limbs coming out, and, and my husband likes to prune them back pretty far, where he, I guess he says that if the branch is smaller than his pinky... Then he cuts it off that, And I don't want to cut them back that much Because they've gotten so big And I just want them to get bigger That's that's a good rule of
1: thumb for roses And for crepe myrtles too We tell folks that if, if the size of the limb Is your pinky or smaller Then more than likely it's safe to cut back But keep in mind when you do big pruning In February for roses I mean you can cut them down to 12 inches off the ground And things are going to grow
3: yeah, that's rejuvenation pruning. Right. So we haven't we haven't pushed Walter. See, poor Walter's not here to defend himself. So we haven't pushed his website, but he does have a great page on pruning roses, um, and I think he even has diagrams. It's been a little while since I've looked at it, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, that that's a great source as well. And earlier, um, I was talking about the University of Georgia Extension Service their their publications website, which has wonderful. Uh, publications on on pruning uh, and specifically on roses too, and it goes through some of the things to watch for, uh, in and how and where to prune. It has diagrams that actually show you where to make the cuts.
1: Nuances, looking at where the leaves are and where shoots are and things like that. But so really, with roses, the rejuvenation pruning is in February, like late like you said, late winter, early spring. But then also just upkeep throughout the year pruning away the the faded blooms and that kind of thing just for more aesthetics at that point right
3: the ongoing maintenance that's right and that's done and roses can be a lot of work but a lot of people say they're they're worth the work and for the reward that you get they certainly are beautiful plants yeah
1: you walk by and you kind of think oh there's some faded blooms i can remove and you're only out there maybe 10 15 minutes you can tidy it up pretty quickly throughout the growing season so thank you for the call jackie next we jump to locust grove henry county hi cindy Hi,
5: you guys have had a very informative show today. I really appreciate it. Walter would be proud. Thank you. <laughs> hey, uh, okay, question. Earlier you said you made a quick mention about sometimes people plant their trees a little too deeply mm-hmm. because you dig it in such a big hole because you're really trying to you know, make space for all those roots. I think that we, my husband and I did that, I think we planted our weeping cherry too deep. Uh, the leaves are brown and yellow, and they're curled, and we're just having issues. Can it be fixed?
3: How how big is it right now? I mean, how big is the tree? Can can you practically uh, kind of do some some root pruning and lift it and and replant it?
5: We could. It would be a little challenging because it's about six. It's about five and a half, six feet tall.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I've done it that big, and and there's a two-step process for uh, having to lift and, and do that. And I have to forewarn you that sometimes when plants are planted too deep, and that what's mm-hmm. so important to get it right the first time, when you set up a crown and collar rot on these trees um, mm-hmm. and have problems, then it's really really hard even if you relift them and, and redo them for them mm-hmm. not to have long-term problems. But okay. if you want to try it, um, this is the this is approaching the time to try it. Uh, mm-hmm. You would come in, and as soon as the leaves are dropped off the tree, you want to um, take a shovel and literally chop down <laughs> around the roots so that you, you form uh, the equivalent of a root ball that is mm-hmm. the size that you can lift and Mm -hmm. you get it up and kind of lift it out of the hole if you want to keep it in the same spot and then you need to backfill appropriately Mm -hmm. and realize the plant again is going to really settle so you want to get it a little bit high and then try to replant it if it's declining to the point that you think you're going to lose it anyhow you don't have that much to lose but as you do that I want you to inspect that that flare where the trunk goes out into the roots and I want you to look for signs of uh, pycnidia or little black fruiting bodies and other signs that you may have a -hmm. a collar rot there Um, because if you have that already there then I don't know that I want you to keep going to a lot of effort to do it. It's mm-hmm. better to chunk it and start again.
4: Okay.
1: Oh, I hate that. It was, it was I know
3: <laughs> I know. Thank you
1: so much for that. That's very, very helpful. We
3: You're welcome, it. Cindy. Appreciate Thanks, the Cindy. call. Cindy,
1: thank you so much. We have time for Bob. Bob and Ballground has been very patient as well. Good morning, Bob.
3: Good
0: morning, Ashley and Mark. Thank morning. you for taking my call. Yeah. I um I was recently or we were recently visiting some family in San Diego and they had a couple of plants out there. One of them was called uh, bougainvillea, yes. mm-hmm. which is like a thorny ornamental vine.
1: The beautiful flowers. You see it in warm places. Oh, it's gorgeous.
0: Yes, absolutely. And the other one was a, uh, a drought-tolerant ground cover called Aptenia cordifolia, or better known as red apple. Oh, yeah. Okay. And my concern was, uh, would would they be adaptable to this? climate environment um, and if so (laughs) where could i purchase these
3: yeah well it's always a good hint uh, and your bob i think your instincts are, your spidey sense is tingling uh, because you say hmm this came from san diego and now i've got it back here and i'm not seeing it in the trade and the reason is that they're they're kind of um, tropical type plants Um, and one of the fun things to do i'm assuming that you're fairly internet savvy when you um pull up a zone map and, and plug in your plants, um, you'll find that those uh, zones are going to be well south of where we are, because we're in 7B uh, right. in our Atlanta area, and to try to grow those plants outdoors, um, they're going to almost always succumb um, to a winter, uh, if not the first, then a subsequent.
0: Okay, very good. That's, uh, that's exactly what I needed to know. I tried... Finding the uh, the zone map, like you said, mm-hmm. and I couldn't seem to figure out, um, you know, how to get there, so uh, well, it was sort of kind of a loss, so I figured I'd give you all a call.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you did, and you can also go to Walter's website, walterreeves.com, and there is a map there as well, but generally, yeah, I mean, most of Georgia is broken down, with 7A, 7B, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. but
3: and then you get down further south and we can get a lower zone but one of the things too and I don't want to be so discouraging I felt like I just crushed your dreams Bob <laughs> but you know one of the things you heard callers maybe earlier if you're listening where, where folks are playing around with lemon trees and avocados there there are many people who take these plants that they love that they've seen in a, in a more um, um, warmer environment and then they simply containerize them and then they move them around right. um, and that's an option for you too because they They are beautiful, um, but I don't want you to have overly high expectations of setting them out in a kind of a North Georgia environment and then having them thrive.
0: Yeah, the Bougainvillea was huge, and, um, you know, I don't think it would be. Uh, good to bring it inside, try to grow it indoors and put it out in the summertime. I think the thing would get monstrous. But. Yeah, and I
1: mean, in, in tropical places that I've seen it too, it's almost like a, a screen. You know, it, it can be as tall as a fence and just overtake things. It's beautiful, but yeah, that'd be so much effort for you to move around. Well, thank you for the call, Bob. In the next few minutes before the show ends at the top of the hour, we want to wrap some things up. Make sure you know the schedule coming up here on WSB. Stay tuned for Bulldogs football. All afternoon. Right now, we're going to bounce out eight forty eight on Lawn and Garden. This is WSB.
0: This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News, a News ninety five five at AM seven fifty WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News ninety five five at AM seven fifty WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need.
1: on WSB Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves And a weather update real quick from Ackerman Security This is obviously a gloomy Overcast start to the weekend Showers and overcast skies most of the afternoon And temperatures in the low 70s But tonight the chance of rain diminishes Clouds start moving out Overnight lows in the mid 50s Stay tuned Tim Bryant, Kirk Mellish, Atlanta's most accurate And dependable forecasts coming up in 10 minutes Now don't forget right after me Dave Baker already itching to get here in the chair With the Home Fix It show 9 to 1130 uga pregame that kicks off at 11 30 with you for four hours leading up to the bulldogs kickoff at 330 against the tennessee volunteers in knoxville we hope you will stay with us all afternoon as the bulldogs hopefully route those tennessee volunteers and mark banta in studio from piedmont park it's been a pleasure having you and i love you having the opportunity to talk about your passion for the park and the conservancy and what that means to the city oh
3: i get so excited about it, ashley you know the magic of green space whether it's centennial olympic Park or Piedmont Park or the wonderful places that we have to gather and tell the stories of the day are just so special and, and I've been lucky. I don't think I've gone to work a day in my life since I left the University of Georgia Extension Service and we had a good time there too. Uh, but yeah, the, the Piedmont Park Conservancy and, and Piedmont Park for Atlanta have been such a special thing. All the amenities that have been added to the park over the last um, you know five or six years, the wonderful dog park, the Active Oval, the place where people just come and and have a good time. But a lot of people don't know how that's funded. And they assume that either the city of Atlanta is funding it directly um, or that all the festivals that are there, Pride's there this weekend, that that those festivals are all paying the way to maintain the park. And certainly they contribute um, through their, their user fees and their permit fees. But it's actually the work of the Piedmont Park Conservancy through the funding of the donors, um, it's like membership-supported public broadcasting. It's 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 how it works. So, if people are interested, PiedmontPark.org. Uh, and they can learn more about the Conservancy, all the events going on, and all the cool things happening. We
1: want to make sure that the park is there for us to enjoy and our children and our grandchildren as well. Thank you so much for coming in today. I know you have a busy weekend. We had a good three hours. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, Ashley.
3: You're always great, and I appreciate the opportunity. Thank
1: you, Mark. And next Saturday, Walter will be back. He'll be broadcasting live with Mickey Gazaway from the Toco Hills Pike Nursery. You don't want to miss it. It's been fun. Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves. This is Lawn and Garden on News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB, have a great day and go dogs.